It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. To my guest, Irene Armendariz Jackson, Republican congressional candidate in Texas's 16th district. Let's go right to it, uh, Irene. Great to have you on the show. And as I always say or often say to candidates, good for you. You're a braver woman than I for jumping into politics. Well, I don't consider myself brave, but thank you so much for having me on this morning. Well, let's dive right in. First, a little bit for the audience out there now. Proud Texans. I was a Texas resident in two cities. But uh, your district and why you've joined in this race. Well, my district is my hometown. Is This is where I was born and I was, and I was raised and where we raised our three daughters, my husband and I, who just retired from the Border Patrol. And... Uh, I felt a deep need to come back after a little stint in D.C. with my husband's job that we needed to come back and flip El Paso because, unfortunately, we have been neglected by the Republicans for too many years. And then, of course, now we have people like Beto O'Rourke going around saying that they, he represents the majority in El Paso, and that's absolutely not true. So I had a deep burden for the people of El Paso who have been neglected for too long. The point that you made about being born there, and I think most people in this audience are familiar with El Paso as a point of reference there on our southern border. Uh, You know, you see this every day in El Paso, and I don't believe it's changed much over the years since I've gone there, and I began doing that in the 90s, that there is literally an open walk-in, crossing, daily existence between Mexico and the United States. That's an underground look. Is that still accurate? And how, if any, has it changed? Are you referring to the illegal aliens that have been crossing forever? Of course there is. And this is something that is our daily life. It's in our backyard. And of course, again, mentioning my husband, this is something that uh, it was our life. It was our life for over 24 years. But I grew up with illegal immigration because I have a very strong relationship with people in Ciudad Juarez. A lot of my family still lives in Ciudad Juarez. I grew up going to church in Ciudad Juarez, and because of the location of the church I grew up in, it was right on the Juarez Strip, so a lot of the people that were deported were deported on that specific uh, street because it connects with one of the major bridges here in El Paso. And, you know, we heard all the horror stories, but then again, we never hear how illegal immigration is damaging to Americans. And until I started becoming aware of how it affects, I became very politically aware and involved civically, which unfortunately is not the majority here in El Paso. But understanding that it's not that we hate immigrants because my parents are immigrants, but we have to know who is coming in and what are their intentions. And there is nothing racist about demanding people to follow our laws. Our our laws are here to protect Americans first, and that is why I am running for Congress. I I wanna make sure that Americans always come first, and we leave a legacy of freedom 
for our children and our grandchildren, who we have four of. We have four grandchildren. You know, I, I'm really glad, and I'm really glad you're here because now we can delve a little bit deeper from a point of also understanding uh, the ground level dynamics, the familial, the relationships. And one of the things that uh, I've observed over the years is the blended family relationship between legal, you know, citizens like yourself born in America, uh, illegal aliens who cross and marry American citizens. You know, there are various aspects of this. And that makes it more difficult to deal with uh, from both a political and a societal issue. When you look at that blended structure in the legal and illegal alien issue, and we'll start locally, but of course this is not just in the uh, southern border. It happens across different ethnicities all around this country. But what you see there, how would you address that? Well, there's a difference between the blended family with the illegal alien and then the blended family, uh, which hit home with my brother and my sister, where because we grew up going to church in Ciudad Juarez in the First Baptist Church down there, um, they met their spouses in the church, but they weren't legal residents and they weren't U.S. citizens. So what happened is they got married through the courts a year before and then they processed their entire paperwork within a year to be able to live. Once they had the church wedding a year after, then they had their legal residency to live in the United States. And so there is, then you have those that just don't care and they come and live in the United States illegally. And for that, I, I'm 100% against it. And so are my parents. My parents immigrated from Mexico to give their children a better life, a better opportunity. And my dad is 85 years old. My mom is 74. And they both vote Republican. They both voted for uh, President Trump. And they both are not in favor of illegal immigration. And so to come to the United States with whatever pretext, unless it's one of the four categories that asylum seekers are supposed to fall under, unless it's those, and I'm not talking about the ones that are coming in right now and, and, and abusing the asylum clause. I'm talking about those that really fear for their life because of the government that they come from. But aside from that, there's absolutely no other, no reason why people should come into my America, my country, and uh, illegally, and then demand that we that we give them everything that they're receiving right now absolutely not wow so much and boy i gotta tell you i i hope everyone's hearing understanding and enjoying this conversation as much as i am my guest irene armandares jackson republican running for congress in texas's 16th district uh irene you you are certainly uh, carry credentials and put them on the table uh bachelor's in business administration a master's in government 
with a concentration in law and public policy. And, you know, your opponent, Veronica Escobar, uh, a Beto O'Rourke socialist, uh, who recently called El Paso the new Ellis Island, a stark contrast between what you're laying out as who you are, what you believe in, and, and again, clarity in the societal construct uh, and what you stand for. But in order to defeat your opponent, you're also up against, in some ways, an institution that is settled in operating as it is in an administration that helps that when it comes to the structures that allow this problem, this crisis on the border to go forward. And that is, you know, probably the primary ticket item in your district. So how do you speak to those residents on these issues and with some of the societal constructs in place that you've just described? Well, first of all, let's call it what it is. It's an invasion of our country. And I want to make just a couple of points on my opponent and myself. It's it's almost comical that we kind of resemble each other because I get asked on the street if I'm her. And that's actually how I started becoming aware of who she was, you know, a few years back. And um, when she called El Paso the new Ellis Island, it just shows the ignorance that she preys on in, in our communities. And because Ellis Island had a process, not everybody that made it to Ellis Island was allowed into our country. And a lot of it had to do with health reasons. And that's what we're facing right now. Now, let's another point I want to make really quick is that when all these illegal aliens, and, and I want to encourage everybody Stop calling them migrants. They are illegal aliens. When you change the terminology, you change the law. And immigration law applies to illegal aliens. My parents immigrated here. A lot of our friends and family, my in-laws, they, my, I'm sorry, my sister and my brother-in-law, they immigrated here legally. These people are illegal aliens, and they need to be called that. I'm not under the authority of the agency of CBP where I have been forbidden to call them illegal aliens. And, uh, but America needs to understand at every level, at national news, local news, podcasts, call them what they are. They, they're illegal aliens. It's offensive for immigrants that have done the process correctly to, for them to not be called exactly what they are. And also, Again, going back to the fact that she called it Ellis Island, there was a process and people were denied. In, during this COVID um, crisis, uh, we, we saw the, the complete slap on the face on my cousins, grandparents, people that live on the South Side that have processed their visa to come to the United States as visitors legally. A lot of these people come to weddings baby showers, they come to shop, they invest in our economy. And what this administration and Veronica Escobar and Biden himself told my Mexican family is, we don't want you. We hate Mexicans. Illegals could come, but people that had visas could not come. That is a complete slap on the face for those that have done it, legally have paid their dues and have waited their place in the line. 
just to come back and forth, not just live, not to stay, but to have that binational relationship with uh, their family and friends here in the United States. And that is something that has not been talked about, the complete disregard for, especially the Mexican people who are the ones that live on our border, on the other side of the southern border, the predominantly Mexican. But how do we speak to people here in our community? Basically, we got to make them aware of how much this is costing them. And that's what we're doing. Next week, we're going to the local food bank who uh, is begging for help from everybody because the lines are so long right now because people can't afford food. So we're going to go to the food bank, and not only are we going to serve them, serve our community, and meet them where their need is, but we're also going to talk to them both in English and in Spanish and make them aware of why we are in this situation. The fact that Veronica Escobar promotes the, uh, the, the batteries, the electric cars, yet she drives a Cadillac. Beth O'Rourke drives a Tundra. Basically, the people brown like me, the indigenous looking, were demanded to succumb to their uh, narrative, but it doesn't apply to them. And that's what we're try trying to talk to people about. There's a, there's, um, where they live is not where the masses live. And why it's, Rourke has been a politician since 2005. Can you tell me how we are better off? Instead of gaining population and gaining jobs, we're losing our medium income for a household here in El Paso is 42,000, yet our gas prices are over $4. How can you say that you are good for my community when my community is starving? My guest, Irene Armendariz Jackson, a Republican candidate in Texas's 16th district. By the way, her website, Irene Armendariz, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z, Jackson.com uh, for you. You know, you know what? You can say Irene for Congress. It's, it all ends up at the same place. Irene.com. <laughs> we need America's help. Please go to my website and donate. We need to reach these people that are in the nursing homes and that are still not coming out, we need to reach them with the truth and we need America's help. Please go to my website, IreneForCongress.com. All right, we will do that. IreneForCongress.com makes it makes the host job a little easier. It really doesn't make <laughs> it harder, Irene. I'm just having a little fun with you. Uh, not fun, however, Irene. And I got to tell you, I, I, as someone who started going down to the southern border my time in texas in the 90s the mid 90s on i would go there and broadcast i would look at these issues up close and i see this growth and this this you know surge of illegal alien crossing of our southern border further down in mexico in tapachula we now have reports of an ant operation, and uh, this is a release of some 73,000 illegal aliens who I'm going to guess are not going to turn around, go back across the Darien Gap and to their home countries. That means that with a transit time, and it is being organized according to many of my sources, with buses and train travel and otherwise, a massive wave heading to the United States southern border. And in order to move that effectively, 
Uh, and I guess if from a, for lack of a better term, from a safety perspective to the extent that it can be, this will happen before the hot season comes, which is not too far away in that part of the world. So in the next month to two months, we could see a 70,000 plus rush to the southern border. This is beyond crisis. That truly Mm -hmm. is an invasion. What do you say to that? Again, it goes back to either you're a a person that promotes lawlessness or you're you're for law and order. Um, We have a weak president that doesn't even know what year he lives in. And then we have a socialist, progressive, communist in my district. If we don't stop this right now, right now, and I dare anybody, dare them to call me racist, that we don't stop this right now, we are going to lose our country. I hope Americans understand the urgency of how fast we need to act and demand. Not Okay, so Veronica Escobar is a lost cause, but we need to take her out. And the only way we're going to take her out is by getting me elected in November. And the only way we're going to stop the the reckless um, administration is by winning the House majority, but not just with any Republican. We need patriots. We need people like me that are ready to go face-to-face with my brown face, I dare any Democrat to call me racist. And let's settle the score once and for all. We're fighting for a gallon of milk, a loaf of bread, and a carton of eggs for Americans. I'm tired of illegals getting my tax dollars. My husband put his life on the line for America's safety for over 24 years. He's also a Navy veteran. Um, and how dare these politicians at any level, completely ignore my community. El Pasoans don't want the illegals here either. And I can tell you because of the relationships that we have in Ciudad Juarez, they don't want them on the south side either. They are destroying their city. But my, my focus is on this side of the border, this side, north side of the Rio Grande. Americans should always come first. And we need a presence. We need to, a precedence that says, if you dare try to come into my country legally, these are the dire consequences. And when we get the house, there's so many people that I know need to come before uh, Congress, and they need to be prosecuted. Um, I haven't forgotten when the when when uh, Omar, Cory Booker came and took brought people across the bridge illegally, illegally. That's smuggling. You did it, or I did it. We'd be in jail. Why are these people in Congress at the House and the state level, at the Senate level? I'm sorry not being held accountable. We need to send a strong message to this 73,000 people. If you dare come, if you dare come, this is going to be the consequence. But also we need to impeach Biden on day one. We need to get Kamala Harris out. We need a strong house um, with patriots that are willing to do the right job and not quit until we save America. This uh, taking votes in the middle of the night nonsense 
needs to stop. In the, in the dark of the night, they're passing um, pernicious legislation for Americans. Since when did we become the police of the world? Since, we, since when did we become the welfare of the world? Absolutely not. And so I, I hope the people that are already in Congress, especially the Republicans, especially those Republicans that are not, are, are like um, calling Veronica Escobar their good friends, and they know who they are. I don't have to name them by name. I think America knows how many of these Republicans have stabbed the American public in the back. We need the House, but we need it with patriots. And that's who I am. I, I love America. I'm an American. Yes, I'm a brown-faced American, but I'm still an American, and I demand justice for the American public. Irene, for Congress, that's how you find her, the easy way, Texas's 16th district. Thank you, Irene. I really appreciate the Thank conversation, you. and it's great to hear from someone who brings a different perspective and view and a more accurate view of this border situation. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless Texas and God bless America. All covered on this show. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.